0: Hi, uh, welcome back to another episode of Queers in Quarantine. I'm joined by Joe and Alison, as Hello. always.
1: Good morning. <laughs> Hello there.
0: Um, so, what's new with you, Joe?
1: What's new with me in general?
0: <laughs> yeah, just in general. <laughs> um, day
1: 2061 of quarantine. Not not. <laughs> I much think that's changed. about
0: right. <laughs> Sounds just right. <laughs>
1: just plodding along, you know.
0: Uh, Morning
2: coffees are good Yeah Sunshine is good I mean, I have been mixing a song Well, I haven't been mixing I've only started mixing today But we have been working on a song So that's new Um, Other than that, I am not doing anything else Um, Yeah Chilling Chilling, vibing I'm still at work, so there's that happening You seem to love your work, by the way I really
0: I had a really great time at work today It was amazing (sighs) (laughs) What's new with you Alison? With me?
2: Um, Yeah, I don't really know. Nothing's new. Um, Yeah, I'm just working on that song and that's pretty much it. I haven't been listening to anything new. Actually, no, I am lying. I've listened to the um, new 1975 song today. And it's got a really sweet gay bit in it. Sweet gay bit. Yeah, it's sung by a girl and she sings about this girl that lives next door and, like, she's in love with her and she masturbates. Are we allowed to say that? We're real allowed to say that. Um, And she masturbates every time she leaves. Like, the, the girl who sings the bit masturbates every time the other girl that she's in love with her name's claire her name's claire
1: song new new or is it yeah it's the um
2: uh what's it called the T- jesus christ jesus christ 2005
1: got oh, america new new that came out like a month ago
2: no it didn't it i thought out... it, did. I swear I swear it came out like it a came ago. out no it came out like two weeks ago but it's the newest song someone told me
1: about it i can not remember.
2: yeah it's um... quite chill but that bit is i yeah no, it's quite question
1: sweet. does your song have a title yet
2: um, I think it does. Yeah, I think so. I, I think we haven't completely like decided, but it's got a working title, which I think is good. Um,
1: Can that be announced or not?
2: Yeah, it's called, I, it's called Blur. Blur. Yeah. Blur. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm mixing it right now, well, not literally right now, but you know, I am mixing <laughs> it. So um, in general. When I'm done with that, we're probably going to get it mastered by somebody who knows how to do that, and then see what else we can write.
1: I wish I knew what that meant, but yeah, I just not. <laughs>
2: it's, it's when you it's when you make a go like really loud and really cool, and then yeah, good explanation You're there. Gonna have to I'm going to drink to that. <laughs> You're
1: going to have to cool. pay for that.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's usually not expensive. I think I've checked. Well. I haven't checked recently, but when I used to do this some years ago, it was about 50 quid for a track, I think. Oh, Oh, not bad. um, Well, but also if you get more tracks mixed, not mixed, mastered, then it's obviously cheaper. Anyway. Anyway. um, So I think that I
0: thought we could talk about gigs we went to Mm -hmm. this year, before the world ended, obviously. Before the apocalypse. And every time anyone mentions anything to do with um, the C word... We're going to put up a warning saying, warning, mention of the plague. So
1: I had to think then what the C word was. But I, I noticed, yeah.
0: <laughs> it ends yeah. in 19, if, if that helps.
1: <laughs> Wait, what's happening every time you mention it?
0: We're saying, warning.
1: I thought you were going to say, I'm going to take a shot.
2: Because <laughs>
1: Grace has got a nice large shot here on the table. <laughs> she's poured herself and I'm excited to see when she's going to take it.
2: I mean, that should become
0: a thing. So um, It's like the emergency shot. It's just on hand if we need it. Today, the emergency shot is Greenall's Blood Orange Gin mixed with the Lingamberry, um, not Liqueur, um, Cordial from Ikea. So we'll see
2: how that goes. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, um, so many gigs have been postponed now because of the because of the, uh, the C death, word. because of the C word, warning, mention of plague. <laughs> <laughs> we should turn that into a soundbite and we probably will. Anyway. Yeah. Um, is there anything, is there anyone you wanted to see before all this happened that got
1: moved? Um, I'll go first. Um, the main one for me was Park Life and Charlie was mainly going to play. That's the only person I was going to like look forward to see, but, um, I can't even remember who else was playing that at Parklife, but I think <laughs> that's the only gig that I was going to that was postponed.
0: What about AliEx? It hasn't yet yes, been postponed. AliEx is
1: June, early June, so I don't know if that's been postponed yet, but I bet it will, because this is not going to be <laughs> over like yeah, June.
2: It's looking like it's, it, it probably will be. Um, did you did you get a refund for Parklife?
1: Um, to be announced, I don't know. No, oh, right. I am I re- requested a refund, but I
2: mm.
1: am yet to receive it. So yeah, I, mean, I know
2: yeah. that
1: I know that Ticketmaster have changed their refund policy. So yeah, we'll see.
2: oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean they've kind of cancelled all the big festivals, didn't they? Like mm-hmm. Glastonbury's cancelled. You know, it would be sad if it was cancelled. What Manchester Pride?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's I mean, it's in August, to... so we may, may like, still get it, but... Uh... That's
1: going to depress me if that's cancelled. That's, like, I what I look forward to every year. <laughs> <laughs> Almost right now.
0: Oh, Almost. Uh, yeah, Manchester like Pride <laughs> is just... I love that weekend so much.
1: I think we've got, like, a good few months left of, like, until it is, so hopefully, fingers crossed, you see where we'll... Mm-hmm. F off by then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, it would be really sad. I've I've only been to two, but you know, it'd be sad to miss a third one because mm-hmm. I
1: mean, if that gets cancelled, what are we gonna like live for this year? Like, nothing good happens after summer. No, it's opinion. the
2: most de- like the 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 night the pride ends in Manchester is just so depressing because you know it's gone and. There's really nothing to look forward to. Other it's at the end of summer is. There's it? my birthday, yeah. which is which is incredible. It's one of the biggest events in the year. But, you know, <laughs> but other than that, like really, it's just sad. Like Christmas, who cares about Christmas? You
0: Mommy. know, everyone cares about I Pride. Care about Christmas? <laughs> Grace over here cares about
2: Christmas? Yeah, but that's because inside I'm like 45 but, years okay, old. But okay, would you have would you have two prides or one pride in Christmas?
0: on Pride and Christmas. I don't
2: no. I, I don't know. I you. like
0: seeing my family. <laughs> and I like giving presents. And I like um yeah and I like seeing my grandparents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're so wholesome and <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the end of pride just like symbolizes the, the beginning of misery and <laughs> cold weather and short
0: nights. Yeah. Manchester in the winter. Let's be real; it's just not. It's not the one, is it? No,
1: it's, really gross.
0: it's just so grey and dull every day. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't even rain. So it's just grey, continually grey for like four months.
1: I would say longer.
0: Yeah, honestly,
1: I would <laughs> say about like six months, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, have you have you guys seen um, the whatever the Manchester Pride Instagram account posted about? Um, was it Rita Aura? Yes, and I did see it's, that. So, is that like a kind of bir- not virtual gig? What's it called? Like over, um, like a I streaming thing? Think,
1: aren't they just streaming past performances?
2: Oh, are they? I think that's oh. what it is. Oh, uh, right.
1: Because they said Rita Aura, Louisa, yeah, someone else, yeah. I'm not going to be tuning in.
2: <laughs> is is she like a gay icon all of a sudden? Because R- I R- never thought she was. She's bisexual, isn't Who? she? Is she? Yeah. Who? Rita Ora.
1: Oh. Well, I just think she's very popular in G.O.I. So uh,
0: I mean, there's yeah. that as well. I mean, that's probably the main reason. But I believe that she's come out as bisexual.
1: Well, good for her then. Sometimes she just wants to kiss girls, girls, girls.
2: <laughs> that's a terrible song though. <laughs> like, but only such...
0: after she's had wine.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: red wine, <laughs> wine specifically. It's such a bad, like, such bad presentation.
1: Shame on you, Charlie, for featuring on that track.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: I mean, yeah, I Charlie, you, Charlie, you should know better. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, gigs that we went to. um with Allison.
2: Me? Yeah. Oh. Um, Which one? I think the last one was Kim Pe- No, I'm actually lying. It was um, Slater Kinney. Which is not really a pop act. Um, I, I guess they kind of like uh, sort of in I don't even know how to describe them. They're, they're definitely like an indie rock band that's been around for ages, and they kind of started in the whole Riot Girl um, sort of era. So you know, um, it, it was a really good gig. I was quite um, intoxicated. <laughs> I just had a, a few too many. Drinks, at work. Yeah. drinks that night so um but I remember the gig being very sort of high energy it was a really good time we were right in front like at the front of the you know just before the um uh, the barrier the barrier um it was it was really good and I the only thing I remember is they played song after song after song after song and it was mostly new stuff as well um and I thought like right this is this feels a bit too long like you know, they kind of need like a little break to to chat with the audience or like amongst each other and stuff like that. Um, and then they started doing that after pretty much every song. So, yeah, it was actually quite a good night, um, although it felt a bit long. Oh.
1: Where was the gig?
0: It was in Academy. Manchester Academy 2, and um, ah. it was my birthday present from my uncle, who's really into music.
1: Is that the same venue that Kim played in? No. Mm, was that three?
2: knows. She, yes, she, Academ- she, she played Kim, three. No, no she played, played Academy 2. two. And Kim they
0: played, played two. Academy. No, they, no, they played... played the big one, didn't they? Yeah, so that's one. And so, yeah, they played Academy 1, but yeah. Academy.
1: And I then was... Kim played Academy 2. I was so shocked that Kim played 2. I was like, surely she could tell out the main one.
2: Yeah, she so could have said out. I don't understand.
1: Way. I was like, oh, we're going yeah. here, are we?
2: She played. Wait, did she play two nights? She did play two nights. She, she played yeah. two nights. She should have
1: a... just done one night.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe there was someone else playing the main academy that night. I, honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, there probably was that. So, um
0: Kim Petras was in February. It was the day after my birthday. Yeah. Um yeah. How was Kim Petras? I loved it. I thought it was amazing. The light show was amazing.
2: The only, the only problem I had with the gig was that I paid £100 for two tickets, which <laughs> is not the money I would ever pay to see anyone. Uh, but that's my own fault. Um, The actual gig was really, really good.
1: I thought it was so fun, but that's just because I adore Kim's music and it's just, like, the essence of who I am as a gay man. (laughs) (laughs) I could just, like, enjoy myself fully. And it's rare that I can go to a gig where I, like, fully enjoy the artist, but that was one of them. And I fully enjoyed it. I was with so many many of my friends as well. I was with all my friends.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she could do without her producer,
1: but, you know... We won't
2: talk about that. We won't. Yeah, <laughs> not this time. Not this time.
0: That's a, a deeper topic for another time. Yeah. She. I. I love. I love the light show. I love the outfit changes. She was really paying homage to all the classic pop queens that have come before her. Like who? Like Madonna. Yeah. And With the stage shows and everything. Yes, and, and that, that like,
2: outfit with the uh, you know, the long the hair. tail. The long. And, uh, she has this. Oh. She has this massively
0: long. Do? Uh, braid. Um, I don't know. The corset thing that she was wearing, I was like, oh, this is so something
2: that's like playing on what Madonna would have I mean, yeah. the,
1: the hair reminded me of Beyonce.
2: Yeah.
1: She's done that before, kind of.
2: Yeah. Also, the, was, the DJ kept changing outfits as well. Did he? <laughs> I think so. Especially in the end, like during the encore, he de- definitely he was wearing a different shirt. So I guess that counts.
1: I loved the interludes. Do you yes. like From the, um.
2: And Purgatory.
1: Yeah. When she was outfit changing, they were they went off
0: yes they really they they worked really well in the show the well the show was so well put together she did an amazing job the Mm -hmm. light show with all the she had these little boxes and they like turned Mm -hmm. around and they a little little different led lights and she had when it came to the halloween album all these like bright cross lights turned upside down and glowed red yeah which you can just watch a clip of this on youtube was amazing at the gig and mm-hmm. it was playing to the track of purgatory which is like the interlude isn't it from what the first track from the halloween album she released last year
1: yes yeah was it last year
0: yeah it was last year
1: the first one no, no the, the second, second one. one purgatory yeah.
2: from the second part stunning yeah. yeah i mean the audience as well massively helped you know to uh have to get that atmosphere hmm the audience obviously being mostly gay people <laughs>
1: Gay men
2: Yeah, I mean There a few women there There were quite a few gay
0: women there as well I
1: Me and my peers
0: <laughs>
1: Me and my tribe Unfortunately, I'm joking
0: <laughs> No, I loved it, it was, She was so good
2: I just loved it <laughs> Did she play anything you didn't like Any of the songs you don't particularly enjoy
1: No no, I don't think so. There's no. not that many Kim songs I don't enjoy.
0: I mean, she. I think she did play a bit of Click, and I know you
2: guys oh. aren't a massive fan of that. No, I do not like but it. But even also Lock it.
1: even live, I didn't mind that song because it was just like the high energy and like everyone like going crazy.
2: Yeah, I think it was a bit slower as well because she played a bit of um, Unlock It, and that was obviously like you know not the, sort of the original speed. <laughs> um, oh, it was yeah. it was it was sort of a more um, kind of not quiet what am i saying slower slower version sort of more um less you know less less bombastic um, mr
0: fantastic mr
2: fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. But, yeah and so is click and yeah i just i just don't like click i just don't think it's a good song
1: i just think it's like a really offensive follow-up from unlock it
2: yeah like, i mean how dare you? That, that, that's what i say imagine making unlock it and then and then and then doing that like...
1: it just sounds like I feel like with the success of Pop 2, Charlie and her producers went to the studio and said, what can we do to replicate that success? But let's do it on steroids. And it's just mm-hmm. like, no, it doesn't work that way. Well, Sorry. it's
2: very clearly and uh, a production by one Alexander Guy Cook. <sighs> A.G. Cook. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, I obviously really like. But it's just something about that song that annoys me and it just it doesn't click with me. <laughs> a, a, Yeah. Um just doesn't work. Yeah.
1: So fuck you click.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the last gig I went to was Georgia. Yeah. And that was at Yes in the Pink Room. Which How was, was that? it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um I was so excited for that gig. I was like, I found out about that gig about two or three months before. The gig and I was so desperate to go and I couldn't find tickets anywhere and I got tickets like last minute and I was so excited to go and yeah it lived up to my expectations but the venue was tiny Mm
2: -hmm. and the
1: audience was a bit I don't want to explain it they were a bit shy
0: (laughs) oh well I think it's hard with intimate venues I think it could be hard to capture the audience's you know, get them out of their shell. Whereas, if you're in a big venue, like when we went to see Charlie at the Albert Hall, massive venue, and you've got all those people dancing, people are way more likely to be, you know, yeah. up and dancing and yes. obviously having a good time. Whereas, if you're in a small venue, it right, is yeah. kind of hard. Even if and Georgia, kind of, I really like her, but she she lives in a kind of strange music space, doesn't she? Where some of the stuff she does is quite really suited to an intimate setting and like a bit more of that so in that sort of vein whereas some of the stuff she does is much more get you up and moving but obviously if you're in that intimate venue it's hard to go yeah. between the two
1: i think with her new album it was more of a upbeat vibe i think her old stuff is more intimate like in that what you're saying like <clears throat> Did you yeah
0: her new stuff or old stuff
1: Oh she it was a mix it was mostly the new album seeking thrills but there was like one or two from her old albums but it was very good. I enjoyed it very much.
0: I really like Seeking Thrills.
1: It, that is a stunning album. I've been listening to that more since it was released, and I'm like discovering tracks that I didn't know I liked before.
2: Yeah, I don't think you ever <laughs> stopped listening to it.
1: <laughs> That's true. But like in the past few like week or two, I've discovered a few tracks. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't like that before. That's yeah. often me with music. Like I can listen to a song a few times and be like, I don't like this. Yeah. I listen to it again like two months later, and I'll be like, this is.
2: Gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's
2: a
0: very nice experience. Um, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Banks gig that we all mm-hmm. went to. Yes. Um, she was stunning. So the Banks show, um, to give you a picture, she had two, so she's obviously a brunette like banks, and she had two blonde dancers, like, and they were sort of mirroring each other. Um, But then also, the dancing was very complex. Like, there was a, it was everything was choreographed to the T. And also, and she also does quite a few cool things with microphone, like microphone tricks, that kind of thing. So, so, yeah. So when she was on Stroke and something else, oh, God, Poltergeist, Mm -hmm. she had two microphones and she was changing from one mic to the other microphone. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, God, I wish I remembered her singing Stroke. I literally don't have any recollection of it because I didn't like the song at the time. But <laughs> no, you yeah. love it. Oh, God, that song.
0: Her voice was amazing in a way that she was so consistent and every song that she sang. It was quite incredible, really, because like she kept up like the momentum and energy in every song. And then also she so- sang them all perfectly. But obviously she does have a few effects on her voice. But the choreography... Mm-hmm. I mean, I was especially impressed with the choreo- a choreography in uh, "F" with myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, that was
0: really. It good. was unbelievable, and I'm. You can watch a clip of her doing this choreography. I think in Chicago at Lollapalooza mm-hmm. on online. If you want to have a look, yeah, that's... you can
2: definitely find it online somewhere from other gigs.
1: Yeah, that's um, one of the things I took away from that gig. Was like she's a really good performer.
2: Yeah. It's also because she does a lot of other things. Like, obviously, she does a lot of um, choreography, like dancing and stuff. But um, it it also shows in in the way she writes songs. She writes all of poetry. And, like, you know, her her writing style is very much sort of, like we said in the last episode, is very much sort of a stream of consciousness. But it's, um, I don't know, like, it's just kind of a, uh, it's more than just... Sort of an artist going on stage and singing their songs as a much kind of bigger experience there, and and she uh, read poetry on stage, which is mm-hmm. I think is a very kind of intimate introduction into your own kind of personal world. Um, and I do like when artists do something different than just like singing songs and then talking for about five minutes, you know, during yes. the gig. When they when they do something else, something special, and they kind of like um, discuss more intimate. Uh, aspects of you know their songwriting or like the latest album or whatever, and she talked about her album three. You know she talked about how she sort of came up with the name for it and then how it, it wouldn't come to her at first. And yeah, it's just it's just great because it adds to like a much kind of I don't know how to explain this. It's just a completely different experience than just listening to somebody sing their songs and then go away. You know, yes. um, you walk away from that and you kind of feel more connected. I mean, I hate parasocial relationships, which I think a lot of stands obviously have with, <laughs> with um, you know, with uh, musicians and celebrities and so on. But you kind of walk away, kind of having sort of had that like I don't know, like brief kind of glimpse into you know that artist's kind of soul I guess I don't know I'm Mm. rambling at this point but (laughs) I just remember I really loved that and um, unfortunately some of the audience was a bit distracting but you know that didn't stop the gig from being (laughs) absolutely absolutely phenomenal
0: yes the in the audience with us in Banks um, so obviously um, Banks was actually reading this poem about how she um, came up with the name Three for her album she also has released a book of poems called um, Generations of Women on the Moon Yes. I believe, Yeah. Um, and so she was reading this poem to us all, and it was very, she's got a very soft speaking voice, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. sultry, very sexy, very sweet sort of um, voice, and these um, men behind us were going, saying something like, get your, you know, boots out.
1: That was oh. something. That was
2: just very <laughs> distasteful, and uh, it's just, you know, if you, if you're going to go and see somebody perform live in front of you, you should at least show them some respect.
0: Yes, yes you should. And these men were not showing her the respect that she no. was due. And we all got quite frustrated with
2: them. Al- well,
1: Alison mostly. She no, almost no, started me. a fight.
2: <laughs> well, T B fair, I think, <laughs> sort of had to drag her off. <laughs> uh, yeah, but to be fair, I think the rest of the gig was was really great. And you know, that brief interaction we had with those guys didn't kind of, you know, um distract us from the rest of it. So it was really good. Mm. Um, I'm ashamed to say I had um, probably one drink too many, but I still kind of remem- remember <sighs> it. And I just remember having the most positive, you know, positive emotions.
1: That was such a fun <laughs> night. That's one thing that I hate about gigs. So, um, like Alison said, when an artist just sings song after song and doesn't engage much, and there's no performance element, or there's no like, show production I just like think it's so boring yeah like, I went to see Carly Rae Jepson. I think she's a queen don't get me wrong she's got great hits and stuff but the show was just like a bit not that fun just like oh, okay here's another song here's another song and I was like oh okay but yeah, I only went to that show to see Georgia anyway. Well, I've it <laughs> twice now, so I can't complain.
0: What do we think about the Charlie XCX gig? I know we briefly touched it on it last ages time, ages ago, wasn't it? But it was. It was actually. Was it like two days before Banks? No.
1: Yeah. No, it wasn't. It, was it? Yes, oh, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. It
2: was, yeah. I
1: saw. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it was the 30th of October, and Banks was the 4th of November.
0: I think, think. it's the first the uh,
2: November. Yeah, I think it's the yeah,
0: first. Of was like yeah, it was really close together. And there was Marina as well that you went to before Beach then. Was yeah. the I can't remember. No, it remember.
2: wasn't. It was
0: it was before Charlie, I thought.
2: It was all no, in on like Charlie. one week, sort of. <laughs>
0: yeah. He had a lot of gigs in a very short space <laughs> oh, of time. I can't truck. remember. <laughs>
1: when Charlie, Charlie was Charlie was sorry, high energy.
0: Charlie yes. was high energy. High energy. Everyone was high energy to be there. That
1: was, I think, the second. No, probably actually my favorite gig I've been to the the first initial favorite was Grimes and then Charlie that gig happened and that took the first place like it was just like so fun we had the best fun like
0: it was so it was just so fun I think the problem with the Charlie gig is like when you know that it's over at the end
1: and you're just like oh but even still it's just like so many good memories and we just got absolutely wasted
2: and in a dance. good in a good way. In a good yes. way. No,
1: in a, in a way, way. way that
0: I remember everything. And but, but we, we, getting, we did have a few
1: drinks. <laughs> we were getting round after round, it was anyway. <laughs> but we just like danced so much and just had so much
2: fun. Yeah. Did she cause I, I bought a shirt, because of course I did. Um did she then come out to like chat to people in the merch
1: bit? I don't believe so. She I- she had this um system where The first 50, I want to say, fans that started queuing for Standing, Mm -hmm. they all got access to meet her before the show. Oh, cool. So I don't think she would have come out afterwards. And Mm. also... She interacted with fans online and asked some performers to message her if they wanted to like get on stage mm-hmm. during. That shake was really shake, shake
0: it. That was really great. There was so obviously it had a lot of really cool dancers and drag queens coming up. There
1: was a lot of familiar drag queens on that stage that I recognised.
0: And it was it was great. And I I think what a lovely and like. What is it fits with her vibe, but also like what a great Mm -hmm. thing to do to go to different cities Mm -hmm. and get their performers up on stage with you. Like
1: to give them like a bit of a platform to expose themselves. It just
0: kind of seems like Charlie's vibe overall, pushing other artists up as well. Not just she doesn't seem like the kind of person Mm -hmm. who steps
2: on other people to get to the top. Yeah. And also Mm -hmm. with Charlie, like obviously with you know, when you go to a gig, obviously you sing along to whatever song you like Mm moment but literally every single song like everyone was just yelling yeah it was so great like yeah it's just the Um, I I don't know it's a fan devotion what would you call it but it's just so high um what was was, um
1: each of yours favorite track before live white mercedes Really? Hands down. From why, that show?
0: From that show, I saying Oh, these that's years. interesting. I, because it was the one where, where I personally, I loved the fun ones. Like, I love them. I'm being with you two. Like, it was so, yeah, like you said, so high energy, such good fun. But it was nice to see her on stage and perform a song where she was she actually seemed to be showing some genuine emotion while singing it. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like when she has it on the album, it's a beautiful song and everything, but sometimes you just don't quite say it. And you could really see that she was very moved when she was singing it. And that is why. And also she had two white cubes on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the white cubes were like flashing white. And I, it actually, it was so emotional. It almost made me cry. That's mm-hmm. like, that's why I remember that one the most. And that was why it's my favorite. hmm. A Charlie song made me cry. Like, what kind of what kind of world is this? Oh, I have
1: cried to Charlie before, for sure, from her first album when I was a teenager, when I was highly emotional and hormonal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never, like, I don't usually do that. But no, I found that really emotional, the
2: way she performed it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't really know what my favourite was, but I want to say, I want to say. Can you guess what I want to say?
1: Um, the uncle? Um, no, I can't
2: think. Unlock it. just because I mean who doesn't like unlock it I know one person who doesn't like unlock it who you know um (laughs) but I mean I think next level charlie is a perfect song to open an album and is also a perfect song to open a show agreed that was really good But I mean pretty much everything The, the one um there was only one song I didn't like, and I think it's easy to guess what that song was. It was Click. <laughs> um, We've already gone round this, around this yeah, topic well, before. That might be that might be um, yeah, A running thing. Yeah, <laughs> but and how many of these songs were produced
0: by Ding 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 Ag Cook?
1: <laughs> A lot of them. <laughs> We should Wait. have like a individual episode about how much we hate Glick. Jokes, <laughs> jokes,
2: jokes. I mean I don't mind it that much. <laughs> I could probably no, I don't know. I could talk about it for 10 minutes at least. So if you want a short episode. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, I'd say unlock it because it's just it's just a perfect song to everything. It's just such perfect bubblegum pop. I love every everything about it. Um mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I don't remember what my favorite performance was. I, I seem to remember enjoying February two thousand seventeen because um, that's one, my favorite from the album. But i um, also gone because I like just generally yeah. speaking that song absolutely slaps. Yeah. <laughs> but also just like the beginning, obviously with Next Level Charlie, um, the energy was like off the chain, ridiculous.
0: <laughs> um, what about so? There's been a few other gigs that we've gone to without each other, and I know obviously you went to Georgia. Where what else did you have? You else you've been to
1: see recently. god, I need to search my brain. I don't remember. You
0: went to see Marina,
1: yeah. I went to see Marina whenever that was. That don't was in the same, really... that was just
2: before Charlie.
1: That was, yeah, before Charlie. After Charlie, I don't remember. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it. Like, I can say that I went to see her the same year in May. And it was really fun because it was the first time I saw it. But like I said before, it was just a bit song after song. Oh uh, right. She had nice backdrops and it was cute. Like she had dancers. Mm-hmm. But then the second time I went again, I went because you guys gave me your ticket. I wasn't originally gonna go, and I was only gonna go again because AliEx was opening. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not gonna pay this money just to see Alix do like four songs. But then you guys offered the ticket, and I was like, okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> so I ran from work home and then got the ticket and then ran back. And then, yeah, it was just the same show, really. And nothing changed. She right. cut out my favourite song from the album. So I was like, mm, oh, no. Okay. But yeah, but I met AliEx. So that's like a positive thing <laughs> to take from the experience.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. I not mean to say, see Yonika and Shura um, without you. So. Sure, it's obviously gay female icon. Great, her new album "Forever,"
2: yes, is great. Yeah, don't um, listen to that. Don't listen to that. No, actually, no. Listen to this, but also listen to that.
1: The, the track "Skyline Be Mine" is absolutely stunning. That's <laughs> yes. like one of my new favorite songs. Yes, I can listen to that song on repeat and just be like taken to a different planet.
2: Yes, um,
0: she was so. Good life. She has, like, really interesting energy on stage. Like, very different from a lot of other people I've seen perform live. And we did actually meet her after, and she was really funny. She, uh, We actually have a poster that she signed up in our house.
2: Yeah, I like how I went to queue up to get some merch. And there were two lines, one for the merch, and one to kind of just have a, you know, picture with her or have a little chat with her. And basically, I ended up, because everyone was lining up to, like, take pictures, and I was lining up to get a, um, like, a hoodie. A hoodie, yeah. I ended up, like, at the front of the queue, and she was kind of just stood there, and she was like, yeah, come on. So I just basically skipped the entire queue, and, yeah, that was kind of unfair to everyone. But I didn't realise I was doing that, so you know what? It's fine. <laughs> it was fine. She was she was a good luck. She I was just, really
1: funny. I just realised, I think I've seen Chora. I think they opened for Marina in two thousand and I wanna say sixteen.
2: Really? That is a possibility.
1: For her fruit tour. Fruit. I think it was it was either twenty twelve or twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember anything, so I can't mention anything else. So
0: <laughs> Um and we used to at Academy Two, which is the same venue where Kim Petrus played. And they were great. They Yonika are a band, they're not Super pop. They are like they're
2: very much not pop.
0: Very more on the rocky indie side, and um, they have a female front woman, and she has blue hair.
2: Um, and she was hot,
0: and she was cool. She was really, really cool. She and they have hot. a lot of um very upbeat like rock sort of tracks, and they're very good. I I thought the like build up to the gig was
2: actually really good, um, yeah. and also their
0: like artwork is pretty fantastic
2: yeah no, the would gig. would recommend the gig i I kind of went into <clears throat> went to that gig without knowing like most of their songs really but it was it was great it was really really fun I think she should maybe not that she should speak less during the gig <laughs> that sounds really mean and I didn't <laughs> I, d- I didn't mean to sound mean <laughs> um but it was a lot like you know, the kind of like inspirational, like almost quotes like, Love yourselves, always cherish the moment, you know, that kind of thing. And I, was I like, do not remember her doing this Yeah, she did a lot of that. And I was like, okay. Um, you know <laughs> but like everything else, everything else was really good. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Really, like literally everything I say in this podcast is like it, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, it exists, and it's good.
1: What's um, been both of your guys' favorite gig ever?
2: Ever? Um, yeah. Um, oh. Uh, mine
0: was is brand new at the Roundhouse, which if anyone knows anything about indie old school rock music knows is maybe a slightly controversial thing to say, but um, brand new, the band are still my favourite band of all time. And I saw them at the Roundhouse and they played my favourite song from them, which is Limousine, and they faded it in to my other favourite song of theirs. And it was sensational. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So that was my favourite gig ever. Also, then we've got to talk about what makes a great gig.
2: After this. After after this, times. yeah. I think, I can't really remember. I think um, one of my favourite gigs was when I went to see New Order in London. And New Order is kind of an old band now. I mean, they've been around since, well, since like early 80s. Well, I want to say late 70s just because we're obviously Joy Division before then. Um, but yeah, I went to see them live last year.
0: Yes, mm. no, it was the year before that. Actually, the year 2018. before
2: that, two thousand eighteen, and it was really great. It was like obviously I loved them, um, and I know most of their songs, so it was it was really good. They played the set list was perfect. They've got a lot of albums released over the years, obviously, but the set list was absolutely perfect. They played some Joy Division stuff. They played Disorder, which is my favorite Joy Division song. Um, and I caught a bass pick, oh. so you oh. know that's that's and you play bass, so and I yeah a bit a bit <laughs> but imagine it's it was an alley pally, oh, um such a good so menu. it's it's a great venue, but it's massive, and i I don't know what the capacity is, but it's massive, it's huge, and you know the bassist Tom Chapman, who's not the original bassist, but he's the current bassist, um threw a pick. Uh, One of his picks in the audience, and I caught it, so that was was something
1: special for Mm -hmm. me. I went to Mm. see Robin last year, it was almost this time last year actually, and that was at Ali Pali, and that was Mm. one of the best kicks I've been to. Oh,
2: that must have been amazing! It was so
1: so fun. We started off towards the front, um, but me and my sister kept on wanting to get drinks, (laughs) so we're just like, Should we just go to the back? more accessible, like we were dancing so much, and my mom was having the best time as well. It was just like so fun. Like obviously, Robin's got classic hit after hit, yes. so it's just so fun. I enjoyed that.
2: She's an absolute pop. I want to do an episode on Robin because her influence is like
1: on modern pop
2: is undeniable. You said <laughs> an
1: episode on Robin.
2: Yeah, we should do. We should yeah, do one.
1: I would. I'll be up for that. Yeah,
2: you're right.
0: She I don't know. I,
1: a... I don't know. I'd say I'd just probably like appreciate all of the music
0: mm. <laughs> but yeah she's she wasn't she the one that max martin first worked with yes, yes. and yes. then he and then after working with robin max martin went off
2: to work with britney Spears. Britney Spears. yes they effectively they wanted to make uh, create an american version of robin
1: really yeah because oh,
2: wow. if you listen to her sort of very early stuff like her first album it's very much, you can kind of hear the influence, not, not the influence, it's the other way around, but you can hear that sort of sound, like early kind of Britney Spears sound in mm-hmm.
1: that. But Interesting. it was
2: obviously the other way around because she was first. And then,
1: See, like my, yeah. in fact, I won't go into it because that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say my introduction to Robin. Like different
0: yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, what do you think actually makes a good gig? You go first. I think there's got to be. I again. I don't like it when a band just comes on and plays their songs and doesn't interact with the audience at all. That was literally feel, my answer. Um, I feel <laughs> like. I feel like there has to be this sort of trade off with interacting with the audience now and then, and also playing the songs. I feel like churches do this really well. Yes. I think personally, churches do this really well. I would say churches. Um, I went to see churches and then the national at Latitude. I actually saw daughter then John Grant then the national then the churches then the national one after another on the sunniest day of the year at Latitude Festival in like 2016 or 2017 and it was the second best gig I've ever been to and literally as churches played the sunset in and it was unreal like and also I love the national they're probably in my top 10 favorite bands I love churches probably my top ten favourite bands. It, it's so fu- it's
2: funny you say you <laughs> saw them on the sunniest day because we also saw them on the rainiest
0: <laughs> day. Yeah, we went to see churches at the Summer Garden Festival in Edinburgh, and it I've never been so wet in my life. Um, it was
2: well worth it.
0: <laughs> in we stood in the poor like the torrential pouring rain during one of the storms I think Mm -hmm. and I mean like I went home and my underwear was soaked through from like my bra everything it was just like I can't even explain I and I was like cold for two days
2: afterwards from standing Mm -hmm. in this rain but it was worth it yeah it was definitely worth it just imagine they came on sort of nine-ish I think
0: Mm -hmm. about nine
2: Uh, and we were there from like five yeah, and we stood in the pouring rain.
0: And we weren't allowed umbrellas at first. And then I had an argument with the security man because it was so wet. I was like, please, <laughs> for, the <love> of- <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> and then they allowed people to use the umbrellas as long as it wasn't mm. like on the stage so people couldn't see. Yeah. But they were great. They were so good.
2: Anyway, yeah, good gig. It
1: was- um, I think, for me personally, what makes a good gig... Like, when artists use interludes, like, I just love it. I like, even when they're, like, visual as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I think the most... Yeah. The
1: artist I've seen the most live is Lady Gaga. I think I've seen her nine times. And she has the tendency to, like... I mean, her shows, like, have an actual, like, storyline. And mm-hmm. she, like... I mean, because she's, like, a... Not a theatre student, but, like... She, like, does that. whole channels like... And... Yeah, she has interludes with, like, visual backdrops and think that, like, cuts up a show really well and That's makes me. it more digestible. Yeah. yeah. And more enjoyable. Yeah. I also love, I just love it when, like, a show has visuals.
0: Yeah. I feel like, I think Kim must have taken a few, a few sort of, uh,
1: Did she have visuals or do you mean interludes?
0: she had the interludes and also the way she chopped up the show and also the way... Obviously, she's doing it on a much tighter budget, but I feel like it did have a story because she started with... For the encore, she had, like, Sweet Spot and, like, another... Hard to break. Hard to break. Super, super, super super bubblegum pop ones. Then she she sort of went through phases. There was, like, four stages of the Kim show Yes, wasn't there. So there was, like, the first... Icy new album, the kind of like clean, super slick sort of hair she was mm-hmm. wearing. Then it went into sort of like more bubblegum pop. Then it went into the Halloween yes. album. And then she stopped and then it was the encore. And it was, yeah,
2: a, yeah,
1: yeah. We are storytelling as a big theme.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's called show for a reason, isn't it? Yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: Because some artists don't know how
2: to. No, a show, I mean some artists don't really have stage presence, mm. really. I I know everyone's been accusing Julie Epo of like not having stage presence in the past when she clearly had it. <laughs> um, she does, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think I think you know just like I said, like probably like three times, um, just go and see somebody sing their songs, yeah. like. The problem with that is I could just sit at home and listen to the album, and the songs will probably sound much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, you have to do something extra to kind mm-hmm. of compensate for that fact. I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Even if you're on a tight budget, you know, you don't have to do something phenomenal, but just, as long as as long as there's like an element of of more than just you know, I don't know, singing your songs and then and then leaving
1: after an yes. hour. That's one thing I've noticed. Usually with gigs, I don't actually like the sound as much when they sing it live. Yeah. Like, it's very rare that when I listen to an artist sing and, like, be like, that sounds better than the song. Yeah. So, like, they have to, yeah, sometimes composite uh, it, make up for the They have to, like,
2: change the song up enough for it to sound different live but, like, better, I feel. Because, obviously, like, it's not going to sound as good because it's in the studio everything's quite controlled and, you know, when you get a final track, Like you just pick the best takes and, you know, it's not like they just record one take and that take goes into a song. But when they sing it live, especially if they're moving or doing stuff, it's not just not going to sound the same. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do
0: other stuff. And that's the kind of also the joy of live music, isn't it? But I mean, and also listening to people perform and play instruments and also, you know, improvising instruments has its own, you know, there's a draw to that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There's one thing I don't like about Lady Gaga shows is that she is a pop singer and she has a lot of dance and electronic influence in her music. But when she performs it live with a band, they do it with a more rock style. Right. And I'm like, I didn't pay £70 <laughs> to hear a rock version of your song. Thank you very much. Go off. Go off,
2: Queen.
1: Um,
0: so, I'm going to... End today's Conclusion. show
1: yes. with
0: um, what has been your favourite song of this week? I know not a lot has happened
1: of this week.
0: Of this week, Let yes. Me get on oh dear. Oh
1: my gosh!
0: I I've got mine. Go I, on then. Um, mine is the um Banks acoustic set. Um, the um the one mic one take. Um, I'm gonna say drowning. Do okay. we stand
1: by Banks? We yeah, stand by Mine's super basic, super pop, but I really enjoy the new yeah. <laughs> track that um, Selena, Selena Gomez released from her deluxe album. It's called boyfriend. It's I very, want a
2: boyfriend. I want a boyfriend. I want a boyfriend. It's like
1: it's, it's quite um, it's quite me. <laughs> <laughs> people, people will listen to that song and go, hmm, Joseph." <laughs> I don't really think about Joseph.
2: <laughs> um, about me, um. I don't really have a favorite song at the moment um i would love to say charlie's forever but it's it's okay I track 10 there track we go 10. not a new song it doesn't have to be a new song not a new song love it track i always 10. loved it love it more now <laughs> do i have to explain myself no, <laughs> no. <laughs> track 10 from what album though? From Pop Two, okay, yeah, obviously.
1: Pop Two released in just 2017. In case,
0: just in case people didn't know that at all, just in case it, they thought
1: it was from <laughs> Track top One. <laughs> people like Track Ten from what album? <laughs> from,
2: from, yeah, from the album Album Dot.
1: Album Dot
2: Dot Dot D-O-D-O-C.
1: And that concludes our episode. Thank you He's very behind. much for listening. And now <laughs> I'm gonna take
2: the emergency shots. She's
1: gonna, she's gonna take a shot. I'm gonna, yeah, go on. Sh-
2: goodbye. Shots, shot, 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 shots, shots, hmm. shots.
1: Oh, stunning. Oh, goodbye, everyone! That was absolutely stunning. Love movie. you, oh,
2: God. Miss you. Want to kiss you. Bye.